Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello world, live from Dublin. It's another episode of Kill Shuffle. Yes it is. I'm Donald. I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> he is Dylan. <laughs> but it is it is chilly. We're getting into those uh, those winter months. Yeah. Ironically, considering it's January yeah. and end of January. See, that's that. the thing. I, I I think spring is the winter. I think we've been perhaps been conditioned by American TV to think of seasons as I mean really Winter in, well, in, in for winter America. In, yeah, that's it. But winter in Ireland is really like January, February, and kind of March too. And April, yeah. Well, snows yeah, in April, yeah, yeah, yeah. As they say, it's it's a long old winter, um, and it's it's starting to get a little bit nippy. But we will be warming ourselves up with the first batch mm. of new releases for 2019, yeah, including uh, Soilwork, Fever Three Three Three, Elephant Jim, Oomph, mm. and a look back at uh, Typo Negatives. 1996 goth metal staple October Rust October Rust don't worry Donald didn't sit on a pin that that band is actually called <laughs> Oomph yeah and I, I always feel like I have to add in some sort of uh, extra intonation when there's an exclamation mark involved there was another band we did recently that had one well I think we I think it was yes, Giraffes Giraffes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah. so this is Oomph mm. uh, so yeah so that you can look forward to that um, you and I were at a gig last night we were fucked up it was fucked up man no it wasn't it wasn't fucked up it was interesting it was fun up (laughs) no it was it was very bizarre and fun and party heavy father damien lived up to his his name he was giving sermons in between songs that i quite enjoyed (laughs) he wore a sweatpants suit in a way yeah what was it it was he did yeah he did he he had he had long basketball shorts kind of down to his shins that he he pulled up Almost sort of old man style, and then, all rele- chain at and one then point. released a bottle of water from his mouth, yeah, over himself as he as he did, <laughs> did such a performance, incredible. And then and then said some really thoughtful things about uh, mental health and anti-fascism, yeah, and stuff, and so, like yeah. getting over the year hump of, of depression. Like yeah. that was it, he is a uh, very well spoken man in that regard. So interesting. And then like, and then his vocal delivery is ninety five percent barked. Yeah, screen vocal. It, it's 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 slapped ass, but it's very very strong yeah. all the way through. Um, totally reminded me of Andrew WK. Yeah, and in, actually, in like the mm-hmm. self improvement message and the party uh, hardcore kind of sound. Hundred percent. I was actually so. chatting away to your pops, and he was saying uh, Henry Rollins came to mind, and I think Henry Rollins is a good shout there as well. Yes, just a firebrand uh, voice with like frenetic energy but also something important to say so yeah it was it was great the band were really really tight and i was kind of worried or wondering at least how they were going to translate a lot of the material off dose your dreams into the live setting i think it worked really well mm. maybe they dialed back a little bit on the harmonies they did a couple of tracks but a little bit less uh, layered in terms of the extra instrumentation like the brass and the strings but there was a little bit of it there yeah with a bigger gig they'd probably do more yeah, but the fact that, to be honest with you, I'm I'm so happy when a band comes all the way from, for example, Canada in the case of Fucked Up, or Australia or wherever. I don't care how stripped back your set needs to yeah. be. If you can bring the band over and do a gig, I'm happy because so many bands overlook Dublin. You yeah. know as well as I do. Yeah, and it's impressive to see like a place I've played yeah. being a place they have travelled oceans yeah. to play. Absolutely. That's a fun Shout out Grand Social, definitely one of Dublin's best live music venues the last couple of years. Um, But let's let's get started on our reviews. We shall. 
Do you mind if we start with Solwerk? I don't. Because <laughs> oh. it, is, it is only roughly once every three to four years that I get to... Yeah. And it's a longer break this time around, I think. Yeah. One of the longer breaks in the album cycle. There, it's, it's, one, it's one of the longer ones, Including yeah. Including the, um, the B-Sides album that came out, which is... Uh, was death 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 resonance? death resonance? Yeah, there was there was two or three new tracks on that. That was back in 2016, I believe, 2016, 2017. But um, yeah, so 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 this is a uh, Verkligheten or Verkligheten. That's he said. They've said it both ways, but it means reality in Swedish. Is yes. is the album? The band is Solwerk. And uh, in case I haven't made it clear before in the show, which I'm sure I have done, and they're my favorite band. Um, and yeah, like you said, they 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 do leave reasonably long gaps between albums. The last one before. This was 2015's The Ride Majestic. Not such a long gap before that, I think it was 2013, um, The Living Infinite. And then before that, there was another three-year break, um, 2010's The Panic Broadcast. So, you know, so they've been releasing albums on a semi-regular basis since 1998. Um, and what's super interesting about Soul Work, and I think is a good way to start the conversation about this album, is that... Uh, the only member that's been in the band since day one is uh, Bjorn Strid, the singer. Um, and he has been involved on and off in the songwriting process from day one. So he was a co-writer on a lot of the material of uh, Steel Bot Suicide, The Chain Art Machine and Predator's Portrait, the first three albums. And then he took a step back and Peter Witchers, uh, who was the original uh, founding guitarist alongside uh, Bjorn, um, was the primary songwriter, I think, for the first... Uh, four or five albums he st- took a step back and then for the last three I think ever since um, the, the panic broadcast cycle ended uh, Witcher's left for the final time so it's been um, it's really been a songwriting team of uh, of uh, Bjorn taking over writing entire songs by himself which is something he'd never done before so he went back to guitar which was what he originally used to play um, before he joined Soulwork so he, he's, he started writing his songs by himself David Anderson the um uh, the lead, the lead guitarist now is wrote half the songs here, and uh, Bjorn wrote the other half. So what I love about Soulwork, I suppose, is that there is a big variety in their albums because there's a huge variety in uh, their lineups and their songwriters and who gets to write songs in the band. So nearly everyone who's been in Soulwork has taken a crack at writing songs, and yet it all sounds um, like it comes from the same artist. So all that to say that Farklayton is here. And this one happens to be written half, more or less, by uh, Strid, the singer, and then half by David Anderson, the guitarist. Um, Dylan, you're reasonably familiar with Soulwork. Not as familiar as I am, I'm sure, but reasonably familiar, yeah. right? Well, well, for me, I, I think I've updated you on how, how I've not declined in my fondness of Soulwork, mm-hmm. but just rather I haven't loved a Soilwork since the Panic Broadcast. That's which, which interesting. I don't know if you know where I'm coming from with that, but it may have to do with the input by whom. Yeah, you know, certainly, you know. because yeah, because Panic Broadcast, um, again, just to sit this in a musical space in case you're not aware, because we have covered Natural Born Chaos before in the show, but Solwerk is um, melodic death metal, so the original genre to mix um, huge amounts of uh, melody with like death metal, trash metal, like heaviness that before what became known as metalcore this was the actually the originator of that style mm. and then the americans sort of ran with it in a different direction yeah. but uh, this is the original see, um, style megadeth were probably a, a cause of soil work in this style i think when, yeah like when i hear like deliverance is mine and stuff like that oh I, yeah i think totally to dave mustaine's uh kind of frantic moshworthy melodic styles definitely so originally soul work would have been uh would have been hugely influenced by carcass yes probably 
Judas Priest and Megadeth and the Big Four and all that, and then also uh, Devin Townsend, who who they've since worked with quite a bit. Um, so there's lots going on, but I think maybe you you might be a Witcher's guy, and I, I do love Peter Witcher's style, but he's definitely thrashier. He's definitely faster paced his his songwriting, yes. um, and he and he wrote pretty much all the songs in the Panic broadcast. Um, and a lot of, and then previously he wrote a lot of the stuff. But you, you can, you can hear his, you can pick out his um, style. Actually, if you're interested in Witchers, I recommend um, the Nuclear Blast All Stars album because yes. he wrote all of the songs on that. Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a great little um, greatest hits. Yeah, and then like post Planet broadcast, I've loved songs like uh, Momentary Bliss. Oh God, yeah. Things of that ilk. Um, yes, yes. So this yes. is what I'm seeking for in this album, and in this seek al- and you shall find. I think in a way, in a way, yeah. <laughs> um, I like it more than the last two albums. Oh, okay, interesting. Bash. All right. Yeah. Um, I think that's because of the, um, if you know the history of what the band, of what the band members are doing elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, the 80s cheese is kind of in there as well in points. Which it never has been before. That's super interesting. Yeah, Although it's yeah. been sprinkled. It hasn't, you remember the solo on, I think it's Black Star Deceiver, has loads of that 80s cheese yeah. sprinkled on top. But, and there's moments, but this is definitely, yeah. yeah but this most. is all the staples you'll imagine, mm. but with a bit of like, like anchored, 80s chords yeah like Judas Priest esque kind of thing I think I think I think yeah it's it's really it's Full Moon Shoals and the Nurturing Glance it's like tracks 3 and 4 I think those are uh, where on uh, on Full Moon Shoals it's the it's the lead riff that has it feels like it has the cadence of classic rock the but uh, it, it twists and turns into weird keys and has a slightly off kilter rhythm to it it still keeps exactly what you expect Mm. from soil work um while also yeah while also yeah. being influenced and then on and then on uh, the nurturing glance as well the the verse is pure it's pure hair metal mm-hmm. oh but again thoroughly. it's got a crushing yeah. heavy screened vocal and then it goes into this wonderful sort of melancholic swedish inspired uh, mm. vocal on the chorus so you know i'm perfectly happy with that yeah and, yeah, yeah. and if, if you're looking for something um incrementally mm. uh, different sure. this is not it um Compared to the last two, it it it's a step. It, it is a step, but it's not a leap. See, I think Ab- over a canyon, kind of, you know. You know, I think it's actually you're. It's a little bit catch twenty two situation for these bands because you're never going to be able to please everybody. Um, you know, they've gone from Natural Born Chaos to Figure Number Five, which obviously had been uh, influenced by a lot of soul work touring in America and and hearing that the new metal sound and hearing. The, the beginnings of sort of metalcore and then giving themselves a crunchier, groovier, more simplistic sound. And I absolutely adore that album, but a lot of people felt left out in the cold by it because, you know, well, we want we want technicality, we want trashiness, we want heaviness. Okay, fair enough. So the band tries something new and then people aren't happy. Whereas here, you know, they, they've been on a trajectory since The Living Infinite of basically have the kitchen sink approach. You know, we're going to try and <laughs> incorporate all of our influences, have this really expansive... And um, within the confines of melodic death metal, quite progressive uh, approach, which you know where we focus on these massive, sort of stadium-sized melodies, but also maintaining our heaviness. And then, perhaps you know, if they'd gone for a more simplistic approach or approach that was just purely heaviness, we would kind of be going, "Oh, it's a little bit one note." Hmm. You know, it's it's another it's another full yeah, technicolor yeah, album. There, there is multi-dimension. Yeah, and <laughs> the album cover quite reflects it, which is a relief because sometimes it doesn't. Oh, I, I love the... I, I, I wasn't sure at first, but I actually love it. The gold and purple. Yeah, the pinks. Sunset mm. vibe. Um, yeah, this is a very cool album, I think. Yeah, I think I'm I impressed. think I really I, I really like it. I think it starts with... Um, 
I think it sets it sets a really nice mood because you do get the sense of a band playing together in a room, uh, much more so than recently. Two. Well, so work until so work more or less from I would say figure number five until or, or certainly at the tail end, maybe stopping the drama until um, this album was a band that lived on far flung corners of the world, often you know recorded in separate studios like for example on uh, Sworn to Great Divide like Speed did all of his vocals in Canada with Devin Townsend in Devin Townsend house and then the rest of the band were recording in Sweden um, so what I love about this one is you know Fakleiten the first song is a live recording of the band like like uncorking bottles of whiskey and stuff and literally playing around a piano together mm. in a room and, mm. and, I, and playing this weird like Swedish sort of spy inspired music but I, I like that because it, it, it gives it's you them yeah it, 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 it finally feels like you're kind of in the studio almost like close to being live with the band and then um, and yeah and, and, and it's it's a collaborative process throughout you kind of feel like everybody even though the songs are written by you know Anderson and Strid I, I do feel like there's a a real collaborative spirit to the songs that mm-hmm. I that I really like. Um, production wise, how, how do you feel about the production? It's a little bit of a departure. Uh, yeah, I like it more. I like it more than yeah. Uh, like as I've said since since the uh, since Panic Broadcast, even before. Okay, uh, like, okay. I really resonate with the guitar tone on this one. Yeah, it's weird. It's one. It's one of those ones where mm. I wasn't convinced at first listening on headphones, but as soon as I put the needle down on the record and listened to it through. Uh, speakers it's it's actually well, it's, perfect it's, for that. it sets it apart from the others in the genre yeah 100 yeah it really does and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, i think it, it definitely takes the most notes from my favorite of their production jobs which is what jens bogren did on uh the living infinite which is get everything as clean crystal clear and pristine as possible so that you can hear every note mm-hmm. and kind of work from there yeah and he's he's done that. He's made a few changes, but what 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 you end up with is a record that just sounds amazing coming out of a big set of speakers. Yeah, it definitely um, reminds me of like like current amorphous. Um, if you've yeah. ever heard of them, there yeah, like especially with with um, Bjorn's more guttural vocals at points. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they and they would have been. It's it's been kind of a cycle with because I think Amorphous are a little around a little longer than Soulwork, but yes. they've been influenced by Amorphous and Amorphous have been influenced by you can, them. You can see that, yeah. Do you know they're on tour? You know, you know, there's a song with Tommy from Amorphous on this. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the the Needles and Kin, the second to last track. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he does a, he does a nice job. It's his it's his gruff, harsh vocal, but it's uh, yeah. It's I enjoy the vocals in that. I don't enjoy the song. Oh, I like that um, song. Yeah, oh, yeah. actually. No, I enjoyed the second last song. I don't enjoy the last song. That's <gasps> when I'm when I'm thinking about the featured artists. Dave Sheldon, the yeah. he's like a he's like a guitarist from some band. I think he's Canadian. <laughs> okay, okay. What you know? Oh man, I absolutely adore that. It's it's. I thought it was a yeah. bit of a melodic sleeper. Um, oh, high energy songs all the way through. Yeah, but a small handful are sleepers for me. Just like three or four. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, um, that's that's totally. I mean, I feel like I'm in a position where I just. I know all of the soul work arc song archetypes, so I can <laughs> I can fit them all into a space in my brain. And then there's ones that have that have new stuff I've never heard before, and yeah. that really interests me. So it, it keeps me going the whole way through. Um, Witan, I think if that's how you pronounce it, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I just think that is exactly what I want from a soul work song because it has it has a really really amazing chorus. That's the one I call the Metalocalypse. Death Clock kind of song, yeah, the yeah, in the, in the in the verses. Yeah. But I just think I just think that's one of the best choruses they've ever written. That that chorus because it um, 
because 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 what it does is it, it sort of it cha- it's it sort of filters in and out of keys, but in a way that's one hundred percent catchy from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it starts with a weird key change into the chorus, yep. and then and then the chorus itself goes into places you don't expect, but it, it totally locks you in from the whole way through the song, which I love. Um, lyrically, again, like it's far from typical i think for this style i mean amorphous is, is one that it, it nods to i know amorphous had an album that was about the beginning of the world i think the, one yeah. with the egg on the front mm-hmm. and um i think it's uh what song is it uh, when the universe spoke is like about literally about the big bang yeah <laughs> and the sort of formation of the, of the universe I enjoy that one yeah and then the ageless whisper is about um the first world war and young men who basically sort of signed up to go off and die and even if they made it back everything that they had ever known was destroyed and that's you know not you, you know generally speaking not the type of lyrical content that you get from like quote unquote metalcore and I don't think this mm. much as I like you know you're you're less fond I think of bands like Barry Tomorrow Architects yeah While She Sleeps I mean you know you like you do yeah, enjoy I've, them I've grown to like a few more of them lately I don't see metalcore as a dirty word but I also yeah. don't see this as that it's, yeah. it's melodic death metal is a difference nothing nothing is um topped like peak era kill switch engage for me yet in the metalcore genre yeah end of a heartache and stuff yeah I, yeah um, for me Howard. it's for me it's as daylight dies but yeah i hear what you're saying they're they yeah. i mean they kind of set the gold standard uh-huh. there are albums i think that i think rack up to it but yeah um have you heard about the controversy around stolfogel the uh the Sort of poppier, the poppy uh, single. Does it have a video? Uh, uh, it does, the cartoon oh, video. Have you heard the controversy? Oh, the, sorry, that this? was the one that's more Megalocalypse. Yes. Oh, yes. yes sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah that one actually, that one, just the riff, before I go into the controversy, the riff, I think, is really the one part of the album that, that really leans into the grooviness of albums like Figure Number 5 and Stabbing the Drama that I love. Um, it's just, and, and In Flames do a lot of it as well in the kind of mid-career, but yeah, it's it's a, the most simplistic song on this album, and it's probably the one soul work song that you could show to anybody, like it because it's all clean vocal, but have, have you ever heard that song with a female vocal involved? Because this, I'm going to tell you something might blow your mind, but... Do you remember? If, do you remember like no. a female vocalist, and she's she's going pretty hard. It's like almost like a gospel performance. Mm. Do, you, do you remember this? No. No. Did you listen to the link I sent you? Not yet. I didn't. You did, but, but didn't now know. I'm realizing. So here's the thing, right? When I first heard this song, when it first came out as a single, mm-hmm. I was super impressed. I was like, "Holy shit, who is that?" Because all the way through the song, right in the center of the mix, there was a really strong, like quite arc acrobatic female vocal, and it really added to the. It added to like lots of harmonies and it added to the song. I was like, "This is great." Looked it up, and it was Alyssa White Gloose. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. From from Arch Enemy. Right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like I got I got the record in the post, put it on, no female vocal on the track. I was like, that's weird. Went to Spotify, played it, gone. Just Bjorn. Okay, that's that's a little bit odd. Again, went to the video on YouTube, n- no female nice. vocal at all. So what had happened was I can surmise is that there was a controversy surrounding Arch Enemy and a photographer. Um, oh <laughs> yeah where um long story short a photographer for the uh for a, a website called metal blast i think oh yeah they suck they do i think so okay well i don't <laughs> that's know that's my hot take i don't know no no i don't know anything about the website but um yeah it was yeah metal blast listen i didn't know anything about them before this but um the main editor is is one is a is a photographer and he he went to a arch enemy gig at a festival he took some nice pictures and one of them in particular was a photo of Alyssa from Arch Enemy and uh, 
you know, he said Arch Enemy shared it. He was delighted. Uh, you know, uh, the, lots of fans reposted it. No issue. He says, look, I never take an issue with, with fans and artists reposting my work. But then a clothing company um, that does pieces for Alyssa from Arch Enemy okay. reposted with lots of links to buy and like, oh. you know, basically used it as an ad for their Oof. business. Yeah, yeah. And so he sort of said, well, that's a little bit beyond the pale. Like it's, it's you're using my photograph as an ad. So he sent a message sort of saying, look, you know, I normally charge a license fee. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, you have used my photos and I can you please donate to a Dutch cancer charity? Um, if you, you know, that if you could do that, that's yeah. that's fine. Uh, it's no worries. And uh, basically what happened was Arch Enemy, Alyssa, their, Angela Gossa, their former singer and current manager just descended upon him, um, blacklisted him from all Arch Enemy shows, like CC'd in loads of record executives, loads of promoters, loads of, uh, you know, musician, uh, music industry insiders and tried to tarnish his name completely, which just seemed like such an overreaction to uh, an artist of a different sort wanting their... Yes. work to be valued the same way anybody would yeah you know like if you're and and thus she yeah. is off a song so How thus that, i mean we have to so we have to surmise what that oh because because she she personally got involved in a big way in this and uh and was kind of were soil work not impressed we can't we can't say for sure how Soilwork felt about it one way or the other, but all I would say is if you read up on this um this whole incident, I wouldn't want to be within a hundred meters of what was going on with mm. this situation. So my suspicion is what happened in the Soilwork camp was yeah, we we have a new album to promote. Like she did a great job on this track, but as you know, we, we don't want to be involved in this controversy in any way, shape or form, so we're just gonna quietly, without saying anything, just Yes. Pluck out that vocal track. Damn. Which I'm glad I actually have the the version with her downloaded. I don't agree with, you know, personally, I don't actually agree with her, how she handled that situation. I think they did a terrible job and they're still not apologizing for what was clearly a bad decision. But she did a great job on the track. So if you can find that version of Stolfogel, which means steel bird in uh, yes. Swedish, uh, seek it out because it is really good. But also look that up online because it's a really interesting and kind of crazy story mm-hmm. um, for anyone that works in the creative industries and mm. wants their work to be uh, yeah. valued and paid for. Yeah, that's a bit of a, a step too far. Can it. you imagine if like one of our songs is featured on an ad and then, you know, it just, it seems yeah, weird. Without, without me knowing. <laughs> without our, yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah. still be not humbled, but I'd be like, come on guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, a, that was a total aside. I actually love, I love that song. Yes. Um, but um, uh, generally speaking, there's not, too much more to say. I just think that it's really got so much going on. I don't think there's any. This isn't. This is. This is such a, a, a an album that meets expectations for me. I'm. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough to be like. Yeah. It's tough to have your favorite band be a band that's still active and releasing records yeah, and touring yeah. because it means that every time they release something, you're teeing yourself up for disappointment. And I'm just so so happy with this record. Yeah, hardcore fans are gonna <laughs> love it. I'd say I'd say like passive fans like me are gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I I I enjoy it. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like. Flip, flipping tables over in a positive sense yeah okay like um but i enjoy quite a bit of what i hear but, right but like it's 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 hit and miss for me oh okay i, th- I think what uh, are the hits the just hits? out of interest the hits uh geez uh i think uh blue the spoiler um, what a great name a, a what does lot, it mean i don't know a lot of the wolves are back in town yeah Bhutan. a lot of the songs that have the um 
guitar melodies really taken front yeah during a lot of the chorus that's yeah that's that's um, that, really that's kind of a staple that. definitely of latter day soul work and mm-hmm, i love i love mm-hmm. it i, 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 love I that. truly enjoy that yeah um some of the verses are a bit bit sleeper for me mm. um but the choruses almost all the way through make the songs yeah so i enjoy the songs even more because i know i'm gonna look forward to those bits and all the other elements great yeah i just don't think i've ever hmm, i don't think i've ever liked modern soil work verses Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is, oh, okay. it is interesting. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess they're not, they're not for everybody. It's yeah. like he usually, he usually leans into the harsh vocal. Yeah, it's like I, I enjoy, you know, Panic Broadcast was yeah. the last kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that's... that's, yeah. that's, that's And totally that was fun. a different writer essentially doing that. For most uh, part. Yeah, it would have yeah. been. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been different writer, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty maybe of stuff in the mid-career that you haven't checked out that will be totally different again, well, so... Yeah, there's a few I really enjoy, yeah. um, definitely. Uh... But yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's just very strong. Yeah, um, it's strong. it's it's they're now going uphill. In <laughs> yeah, a very good yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas I think the last two albums were the same. They're just kind of the same sounding. I think yeah. There I was mean, no progression. They're good, but they're long, epic, and you know. Well, the Living Infant was a double album. I mean, I think I think Living Infant is a, is a is a stunning. Like I think that's a ten out of ten amazing album that I just can't believe exists. And um, I think the Rhyme Majestic absolutely kept pace with it, but I, I I don't like it as much. Yeah. I actually think I prefer this. I I like the Rhyme Majestic, but there's a few niggles I have with the production, and there's a few songs that I don't love as much. Whereas I think this is just so consistent from start to finish. No, for me it, anyway. Yeah. No, this is more consistent. Totally. I um, I think it's great. More colorful. I think. Yeah. Um. Less, less uh, trying to hit a higher concept, like the like the double album was. I think that was a bit too much for them to handle, in my eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. They um, needed to do something at that point because the band was on the at breaking point, and they 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 needed to actually do something that would bring them all back together, and that's yeah. what that album did. So it, obviously, you know, it's entirely up to each individual listener. But this is a this is a better entry point, I think, than Living Infinite, just purely because yeah. it's 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 shorter. It contains the same musical breadth, I think, but in a tighter package and plus if you you know if you haven't heard so before listen to Stealth Vogel and see what you think because there yeah, you go yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah it's powerful fun it's it's yeah. not like much else you get in the market I don't yeah I, I mean yeah. I can't think of another band that sounds like Soul Work I'd love if you yeah. know of one well, I'd love Amorphous, to hear it Amorphous is the touchstone is the closest one yeah like it, it differs from album to album of course but they change it up yeah. enough to make it interesting yeah yeah I know I, I think yeah like it's it's interesting I think you know there was a moment in sort of 20 12, 2013 where I went from being from In Flames being my number one favourite band yes. to Soul Work where I think the, the quality just actually was on an incline for Soul Work and the quality was on a sharp sharp decline for In Flames and that has this is just confirming that trajectory for me now mm-hmm. we will review In Flames new album when it comes out yes. in a few months and we will oh <laughs> shit we will I, I listened to what was it the single yeah, by the mask maybe. Oh, it's pretty pretty bad. You may not see as many smiles on my face no, as you have no. during this review. Um, one thing I yeah. I'm not too enthusiastic about. Um, I think I explained this to you last night was was with um, whoever whoever they're they're hiring for the videos. <laughs> yeah, needs to really like like just the cameraman or whoever's directing yeah. the cinematography needs to really change it up. It's um, so tough. It, it's very dr- just dry and and not yeah it I, get, have... I get what they're going for especially with 
was with Han. Well, I haven't seen that one. Or one of them. Yeah. Uh, has him just that does in have a, a video, has, though. It has him just in a room playing. Yeah. And, like, I understand it's kind of like a, a te- telemarketing kind of song-feeling video. But then it's interspliced inter- with them just hanging out in the bar. Dude, Nuc- nuclear le- blasts do it all the time. It's so hard. It's, like, it's so hard to... I think it... it I've seen band after band after band mm. release terrible videos so do have a good video they do have rejection rejection roll is a good video and and has a counterpoint piece with trigger by in flames where they you Mm. know they're each booing each other in a at a concert like it's you know Solwick boo in flames in in flames video and and in flames boo Solwick in their video and it it, and they're really well produced and they're great i I just think they need yeah yeah, they need so they need somebody to um yeah anchor the actual creative weight of the songs because yes. they, they deserve so much more momentum in the videos but that's expensive I think there's it, definitely it people out there that can do it on the budget yeah 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 totally like. but yeah but it, it's so it's so hard because the, the songs are so epic and grand and and feel like they deserve something that's blockbuster level but obviously the yeah. money isn't there so yeah. you know I, I, I try and avoid the videos because I know I'm yeah. going to be disappointed like if, if, if Bam Margera <laughs> can do a better music video than you then you know you're yeah. you're, you're, you're in trouble yeah, but it's easier to evoke that skate punk feeling, I think, in a in a something sort of a cheap and qu- a quick and dirty video than it is the grandiosity and the, maybe then to go quick and dirty. Just like, yeah. you there's know, a guy Patrick much. something is his name. It's a he's definitely Swedish and he's directed a lot of In Flames videos and they're actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So he would be the guy, but I can't for the life of me remember his surname now. But yeah, uh, yeah like whoever did In Flames videos circa 2011, yeah. really good at what he does. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that is Verkleten, uh, V-E-R-K-L-I-G-H-E-T-E-N, or just look up Soul Work, and it's their most recent album, the one with gold and purple on the front. Um, uh, what is your favourite song, Dylan, out of interest? Jeez, uh, it, it changes, like, mm. whatever, whatever suits the mood. Yeah. There's a lot of moods, thankfully. There are. Um, Bleeder the Spoiler. Oh, Bleeder the Spoiler, yeah. dude. Bleeder the All Spoiler, the love mm-hmm. it. Um, that's a great song. I'm going to go with, uh, with Tan for now, I just can't get that. Spaces, just love it. Uh, love Good it, one. love it, love it. So yeah, and I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. I'm give it a seven. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, cool, yeah. absolutely, yeah. delighted. A very good seven. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, Vakleiten by Solwerk. Let's move on to yes. something totally, totally different. Uh, guitar music is about the only thing you could say they have in common. Uh, Fever three 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 and their yeah. album. Strength in number three, three, threes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, a bit of a stretch. Stre- strength in numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so do you know? If, do you know what three, three, three stands for? Apparently, uh, I don't know. It's 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 the it's the third letter. It's a bit of a stretch. The third out of the alphabet C, and it's the three C. It's like community, charity, and something else. Some other word that begins with C, um, and that's uh, the. Corruption or something. Yeah, who knows? Um, so, so Fever Three 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 is um, Jason Butler from Let Live. Yes, uh, my I've loved. I've gone off the record with like I love them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. know you're a little bit of a, of a grower with them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Not not a, not a shower. Um, but we will discuss. Uh-huh. Stephen Harrison from a band called I believe the Chariot, and Eric uh, M Brota from. I'd say friends of the podcast uh, Night Versus uh, yeah yeah who we quite enjoy <laughs> love him <laughs> um, love so he's the drummer absolutely. although uh, it needs to be noted that there was a significant level of involvement from both John Feldman uh, formerly of Goldfinger and also one of my favourite punk producers ever <laughs> and uh, Travis Barker dra- a drummer from Blink-182 that's so interesting yeah um, so involved actually that they play with them live from time to time and yeah. I believe Travis 
was the drummer on all of their recordings mm-hmm. up until this album. Yes. I couldn't confirm. I'm fairly sure that it's Eric on this album, but I think like Made in America, that's Travis on the drums. Interesting, because live, it's just um, oh, it's just, it's just the two of them. Like in the beginning, it was just the guitarist the drum, and, drummer, or, and then vocalist. Yeah. And that's all there was. There was no bass. Like yeah. uh, that was that's how they started. So yeah, so it's it's been it, the formation of this band has been a bit weird because it's it, quick, sporadic. Yeah, yeah, I almost feel like we've gone along for the ride, whereas most bands might have had that yeah. gestational period a little bit more privately. Like they, let live, yeah, let, let, let live broke up. Um, yeah, just because they wanted to pursue different things. I don't think there was too much negative. I think they just kind of, in their opinion, ran out of creative juice. Whereas for me, I thought they were just lifting off. Right, uh, and then. The EP came out for this, and it was quite uh, bare bones. I'd oh, say. we're coming in that first. Yeah, yeah. it sounded like so a guitar. It, it sounded like a guitar, drums, vocal, just kind of jam sesh. Yeah, a like, moshing jam. And I sesh. think I, be- I honest, from um, what I understand, it was a really basic jam session between Feldman, Barker, and uh, Justin Butler or Jason Butler. So, yeah, um, that that came up with the original sort of songs. Yeah. So it's it's kind of become a little bit of a collective, but I think at this point that the album's out, it's 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 the three guys. Yeah, and yeah, for the most part, and it but but it sounds a lot larger mm. all of a sudden. <laughs> well, thanks thanks to one of the Thankfully. best producers in the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, genre wise, we're sitting in what is known quite irritatingly as rap core. I hate that so much. Yeah. But I would say it's hip hop inspired it hardcore is. punk music. Hip, yeah, hip hop, R and B, hardcore rock, uh, um, new uh, metal as well. Yeah, um, it, it back this now. This finally has a little bit more um, in common with Let Live now. Yeah, the, the energy is there. I think for the most part, the experimentation is 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 worth it. Worth a damn, you know. Yeah, it's experimentation uh, in different into different directions. Maybe you know, like the experimentation here isn't necessarily within what they're doing with with the rock and hardcore elements but it's more what they're doing in terms of like incorporating trap or like mm-hmm. random bits of kind of dubstep yeah, and different bit- vocal performances that you'd find in other genres o- mm. overlaying like a thrash mm. riff yeah like like just different rhythmic t- techniques which is super interesting like i think musically we're just sitting in a similar space to bands like rage obviously rage against the machine um, Hacktivist Papa Roach sorry, we were going to review there but we, we decided yeah. to go with this release yeah. as opposed to Papa Roach but I think it has much more yeah. in common with the one we reviewed than yeah. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say the new one which the is the not, one, not yeah. that and and a little bit of modern sort of day bring me the horizon Yes, I think there's a lot more you know pop very poppy kind of pop punk meets new metal stuff in this than maybe people are giving you credit for like i, I hear as there much lincoln serious, park and fallout yeah. boy on this album as i do yeah. uh, pick your sort of bona fide mm-hmm. hardcore bands do you know what i mean which yeah. is at the gate is not of, yeah it's not a criticism but it's pretty poppy at points it is totally and yeah. uh, i'm a little less inclined to enjoy those elements um it might be because of the lyrics uh, I don't think the lyrics are the strongest point in this. That's um, interesting too. For the moment, uh, half and half, you know. Because it's yeah, because this is ostensibly. So, so I'm like, yeah, that this has been said before, kind of thing. Here's my yeah. issue with it, right? I love this album when it's specific. 
I love it less when it's a general because it's because this is a protest album. Make no mistake, it's a, it is a protest album. Fever Three Three have made it abundantly clear that their um, their sole purpose is to spread a message or at least to sort of maybe be like a, a, a sounding board for a message. Yeah, Let Live's last album finished on that. that yeah, that was that talking like, point. They've talked about police brutality. There's songs on here that are about you know there's a lot of there's a lot of material that's about racism in America. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of material about you know standing up against the system or whatever. Mm. But that opening that that opening track kind of symbolizes maybe my issue so far as it's too general sometimes. Yeah, do you know the way you know that, I, that, that like do. fake newscast that starts the album? I do. It's like thousands of people have arrived demanding change. Papa Roach did this. Yeah. That's what I was this was my beef with the last Papa Roach album with that. And then it, he's it, like, A fever's coming and it's like it's just all yeah. so general. Yeah. Yeah, like like the majority minority. I was like, yeah, it's a good was, song. Like it's a fucking amazing song yeah. musically, and 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 like vocally, like the vocals are yeah. superb. Like he he puts so much energy, well, and then he yeah. then he like levels over that with with roaring screams and oh my god. Yeah, but that song is into um, on the one hand, yeah, the majority minority. Mm, okay, but he he talks about Trayvon Martin. He's really specific in the verses, he does, he does. and on like Inglewood, like I love that because it's mm-hmm. it's his oh, yeah. it's Butler's own personal experience of growing up in yeah. Inglewood, California, and it it refers to I quite lots like of that. yeah like places that he knew growing up and and the particular hospital that he was born in that backs out onto a cemetery and you know that I love that kind of imagery it's it's the more sort of that is the system we are the cure like the more stereotypical stuff that I think Zach De La Roja did so well in terms of like being able to articulate a general anger at sort of society but mm-hmm. he but the way he was able the, to phrase the, the, the it was so yeah, good the phrasing and the lyrics really need to back it up yeah but oh. then again you know he does nail it sometimes I think the chorus of Pray For Me is just uh, oh yeah on fire that is m- magic I think it's so great there's a few of them like I think out of control yeah some of like the seven minute songs like change halfway through into another yeah. kind of feeling and and I like I like that it's it's yeah those ones are interesting very huh? atypical there's like three there's like two or three songs on it that that basically there's sort of like two songs for the price of one because mm-hmm. you know it'll be under the one name but the song will change completely halfway through um, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Vocally, I'm very impressed because um, mm-hmm. you know that I'm not a long, I'm not really no. a big Let Live guy. So it takes yeah. a lot for me the to. The production ch- didn't shine through for you before. No. To reflect the vocal uh, abilities. Yeah, maybe that's really? it. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that's probably a little bit. Tr- yes, I just think on this album, his he definitely showcases his voice in a really great way. Yeah, um, I'm I'm happy he does it more. He experiments more so than the EPs. Yeah. That was my one fear going into it, which is like, okay, he he's given up all the little intricacies and experimental mm. things that he had in Let Live, but no, he, he he has them here. Yeah, totally. Like Animal, just the certain songs on here where he really lets rip, and you know, it, it's very impressive. Like in a similar way we discussed with um, Sam Carter on on Architects, uh, Holy Hell. Like he is a real knack for hitting those very very high pitched screams yeah that and keep going with yeah keep going with them and he's consistent until they bubble up and just explode and then he can take it back to something and and yeah and his his singing voice is great it it's eerily reminiscent of chester bennington at points uh, i think you could say that to zokes as well as zokes but i stuff like that i don't think in style but i think 
like it literally sounds very similar to his actual voice. At one point, I I was like, oh my god, is this a posthumous contribution? I thought maybe it might have been like the last thing he recorded before he died or something. But no, it's um, it's just no. We'll talk about that later. They sound on. similar. That's all. Yeah. When, when he when he when he goes for that slightly gravelly clean singing that he does on a lot of the choruses. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a, a type of singing. You know, yeah, Chester yeah, yeah, Bennington yeah. wasn't exactly the first either. You know. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just interesting. They, they, you know, that they therapy did that a bit before Chester as well. Yeah, like, like that kind of vocal thing. That, yeah, like, I, I don't know what a, it is. I just, it just, it just kind of, um, kind of made me step back. Yeah, yeah, I, he, I, I get it. But he's, he got a great voice, and so did Chester Bennington. So that's not yeah. a criticism. It's just, <laughs> it was just kind of an observation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I got Fall Out Boy written down so yeah. many times here. There's definitely just, a lot of that on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, a little bit of um. Uh, interesting stuff I wasn't expecting I'd say like on Inglewood there's a almost Path of Totality era corn sort of hard dance hard dancing. or like or like prodigy style near the well. end part as well it explodes yeah. to that um, which is cool it was it was it, Any it, other it ends a bit kinda, it ends a bit kind of alright <laughs> like the coup de talk was like okay <laughs> I've got the chorus is mm. somewhere between Avicii, Despacito, and yeah, Nickelback. Avicii, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's um, got that that kind of Latina, like that the do ga do ga do ga do ga. But yeah, but the EDM kind of melody, <laughs> but the Chad Kruger delivery. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's all three at once. I don't mind it. No, well, but it's a little, it's a little by numbers. I didn't need it. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like strength color by numbers. Yeah, but it's fine. Um, yeah, no, it, it, you know, I think I, and then, and then Am I Here is sort of your standard pop punk ballad. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed that one. It's got some nice orchestrations mm-hmm. that come in. Yeah, that is a very cool chorus, I think, mm. I believe. It's pretty short, it's like two minutes. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking about uh, Out of Control then. <laughs> yeah, 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 my, yeah. My bad. Am I Here is, is, is a real quick, it's just, it's just your kind of second last track on a pop punk album yeah. style ballad, but it's, it's, it's fine for what it is. Yeah, riff melody is awesome on this as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. They don't have, they don't really have lead guitar for the most part. No, the the rhythm has to carry that as much as it can. Yeah, even though it's a thrashy album. Yeah, the burn, the, the riff that that opens burn it is is a good, it's a good jumping off point for the whole record. But it's also one of the best examples of those, um, path of totality. So the, uh, no, 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 sorry, um, straight from the path. You know, the, like just yes. just really great hardcore inspired funk metal i guess yeah you can dance to it i'm yeah. sure you can dance it to doesn't it really remind me much of tom morello but it's 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 almost a little too trashy at points but it's great yeah reminds me of bands like uh mammal who we'll yeah. see later in the year as well yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah, definitely um, um and then and then there's a lot of obviously a lot of rap on this album um and some of it there's out of control has a very uh childish gambino style flow to it that it does, i quite it like does actually um uh, and uh and then and there's some great lyrics too like on i think it's inglewood he has that line you know when y'all was learning violin i was learning violence which is you know kind of a cool it's little, interesting little play on words yeah that's fun i'll allow <laughs> that's it good. yeah I, I i thought it was i thought it was nice there's some nice little bits of wordplay and then some slightly clumsier verses but yeah <laughs> as in the cliche stuff i'm like okay come on yeah like yeah. yeah. Well, like uh, you know, it's it's fine to say something like you're, you're not the only one who feels like the only one, but when it, you know, but when you when you say it like seventy times in a row, but I do love that. I, I love how <laughs> it just keeps going. It's like yeah. a, it's like a moshed kind of yeah. um, primal scream thing. I can imagine this stuff works extremely well live. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah. it's got that kind of sloganeering to yeah. it that that really translates well as a live yeah, environment. A small indoors room to this would be Oof. chaos. 
yeah the best of ways yeah and 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 and, and drum drum drumming performance from Arik is you know is great i'm mm-hmm. travis barker is one of my all-time favorite drummers but i think he more than holds his own here um you know he, in terms of like the drums are definitely the highest in the mix of of anything even yeah. i'd say they're even probably higher than the the vocals but they really yeah, drive they, the songs at parts they purposely fuzz up the yeah. music which i really enjoy like the, the the dives and the boom and yes. stuff that, like I love those elements. Yeah, um, difficult to produce. Yeah, without totally fucking up a song, as <laughs> I've as I've uh, done myself. Both discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. It sounds it sounds great, and it's meant to be rough around the edges, and it's meant to be a little bit overdriven and kind of it's it gives it immediacy and i think that's that's great i think this is one that i'm gonna actually grow to like more and more the more i listen to it yeah yeah like there's three songs i could do without to be honest um but the rest are absolute like on the playlist yeah reoccurring reoccurring songs so that's positive yeah i think every time i i you know it only came out on friday so i'm still pretty fairly new to it but i think i do i do i'm definitely a i'm i'm pleasantly surprised and B I think it's got more to give so I'm definitely going to be spinning this one over the next couple of weeks yeah favourite song man um, I think that's a really tricky one I think my favourite song is probably Pray For Me mm-hmm. nice yeah uh, out of control for me great stuff yeah okay I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 8 same, same. alright yep. 8 is great that's strength in numbers but strength in number 3333 by The Fever 323 um, from Inglewood, California. So yeah, really strong. Definitely the first uh, very good protest album of 2019. I'm sure mm-hmm. there will be no shortage of them no. going forward, given the fucked up state of the world. Uh, moving on, let's talk about a band from Taiwan. Yes. So Elephant Jim. Mm-hmm. Dylan, you brought these guys to the show. Who are Elephant Jim? Elephant Jim. <laughs> what kind of band are they? I'd say they are of the. Um of the ilk of light and mm-hmm. such instrumental things to that. Yep. But they incorporate a lot of a lot of hip hop y groove to mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, they're a lot darker, a lot more uh, sparse at points. Um, they get quite jazzy and funky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More of an improv sense. Um, the bass especially has more of like a free freeform jazz feel. Mm. Um, so they definitely feel on the more freeform end of that genre yeah. spectrum. And they're not purely a guitar band either. No, no, certainly not. They lean into the piano for quite a few tracks mm-hmm. here. Yeah, a few other small instruments as well that make cameos. Mm. And artists as well. There's a lot of different artists. Guest vocalists. Yes. Yeah, from Taiwan and elsewhere. Yes. Um, so the album is called Underwater. Uh, I believe it's is their second full length, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. The, the boys took a break to do mandatory military service, yes. which is a thing in Taiwan. It is. Um, which, if you didn't know, largest economy in the world to not be a member of the uh, UN. I did know that. That's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's a, one hell of a thing. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? It is. Um, so, yeah, so I suppose Taiwan, is that a region that's is sort of that China claims is belongs to China? Taipei area, I think. Yeah. I think it's so. It's interesting. It's, it's kind I of don't an, know. Yeah. I don't want to put out false information, misinformation, so. I do hear a little bit of that otherworldliness that we got from Wang Wen, but yes. definitely... I would be shocked if these guys haven't listened to like the Redneck Manifesto or the Sea and Cake um, Monuments to Masses. I mean, there's definitely a lot of yeah. those, uh, or you know, Light as well. Obviously, you're Japanese. Yeah. And, uh, they're on yeah. they're on top shelf records. Yeah, which is as as we know, Tricot uh, tri- are on that as yeah. well. So a lot of this kind of artsy 
um, light rock that's very like yeah. do it do anything you want kind, kind of, of ma- math rock by name but but definitely on the clean end of of math rock like these yeah, yeah. they're 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 definitely part of that school of playful instrumental rock bands um and obviously they bring in more like we discussed um this jazz influences there's, there's even a i think a strong vaporwave influence on this or at least that that unabashed 90s yeah. sort of corporate music pop um tracks like uh, walk is one of them and then there's a song at the end called midway as well which has that uh, tongue-in-cheek vibe which I, you know which is nice because it breaks it, it does, up it does yeah I, breaks I, it up I quite enjoy how they break up this album mm. as well they like they break it up with featured artists and there's and lots cool. of yeah there's lots of interludes actually there's one called half sleep which i absolutely adore mm. it's um it's only maybe a minute minute and a half but uh it just has a this great little descending piano line and then and then then actually real kind of travis barker style beat like a hip-hop inspired full Mm. crashing drum beat just comes in and then it fades out really good stuff yeah surprising with like the bursts of energy that come into this at different points yeah it's 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 really tough to get a handle on a particular through line but but i do like the variety (laughs) at the same time yeah the through line for me is the bass yeah yeah uh, i can't remember her name but uh, oh it's a female okay she's a lovely bassist oh very like, good like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like she does a lot of um like finger tapping mm. style stuff yeah which is super cool um definitely almost almost like a lead guitar in a way doing lick doing yeah like, like odd freeform melodies over kind of a beat it's very very mellow at those points yeah yeah and there are moments where it's really just the bass that remains like bass and drums from the like the quote-unquote sort of rock element like uh the first track shower is almost in the vein of a film soundtrack mm. uh song because it's just sort of bells and mallets and things like that but it is the bass and the drums locked in that kind of keep it in the rock sphere and then there's another song um half which is yeah it, it's it sounds like it could be a classical piece for a piano but mm-hmm. again because it's underscored with bass and drums playing in that mathy style that keep, that keeps it in the genre so it's yeah, yeah so then, you know it's a lot going on yeah wa- walk is one of my favorites as well that's like a, yeah walk is the one that i thought was a little tongue-in-cheek yeah indie indie rocky upbeat yeah i re- so. really love the the guitar in that mm. yeah it's cool um what do you think of the the vocal the guest vocal performances they kind of come in the second half generally speaking yeah i love them i love them they, mm. they take different elements from what the other songs did not have at all mm. like like a lot of like show uh, like like ballroom uh lounge singing at points especially with, i think quilt quilt featuring kento yeah um that's great it's like dreamy funky jazz La lounge is a good yeah, touch song as well bah, 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 yeah yeah oh it's, it's really cool he reminds me Very of dreamlike he's japanese that guy right uh i believe so yeah, yeah he kind of his are. voice I, the lyrics on english no uh, am I thinking of I think you're thinking of Yay Yay maybe yeah but uh, yeah. Korean I believe that oh may be Korean. is that right yeah. okay um, yeah no that song is is great He his voice kind of reminds me of Alex from Two Door Cinema Club which I didn't expect oh yeah, I, yeah. I see that I kind see of that. you know very yeah. very nice I like that track yeah really um, dreamy kind of oh, it's it's nice you can, re- you can really relax to a lot of this stuff yeah and mm. then there's a chap called um, what's his name uh, I 
can't for the life of me. It's quite difficult to pronounce, but uh, a Taiwanese rapper on, yeah. on Bad Dream. That has, he's, he's some great flow. Mm. Uh, so what, sorry, is his name. Not, yeah. not hard to pronounce at all. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> very much, very kind of Americanized yes. in style, but I like that. I like hearing that in a different language. It's, yeah, it's weird it's, hearing, it's I presume it's Mandarin, but whatever language it is, yeah. with an... Uh, yeah, with like an American rhythm to it, I guess. I think there are English lyrics yeah. in there too. But yeah, it's cool. It is very nice. Yeah. Um, which is the one that has the more traditional sounding Asian vocal? He's definitely, I think he's a Taiwanese singer. Uh, um, Shell? I think it's Shell. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Ko- yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuji. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that one is um, probably the most traditionally mm-hmm. like minded eastern instrumental rock but you know but it, i like it it's a really nice line yeah. it's like if you thought this album was void of mm. what you'd expect from a taiwanese indie rock album no it's it's still got a bit of that which Most is great definitely like um they're using all of what they like yeah they're not just going let's like hmm. I, I would say bands like um what's the south korean band i love um oh oh uh jambonai jambonai yeah they're more on the folksy side they they don't oh, yeah. lean on any american tendencies yeah um but it's interesting to hear a band of that elk actually lent, take a lens from american yeah or or, or irish honestly or like Maybe. uk mm-hmm. they just sound like they're fans of post-rock and yeah. instrumental rock music that seems and... to be it on this label yeah like they they this label helps a lot of bands make waves across mm. the waves yeah certainly yeah know, which i like um, the, another another vocal appearance I like is um, is Moonset that second last song uh, it's real kind of breathy delicate gossamer thin sort of vocal I think I think it might be Japanese language possibly yeah um, or it could so. be Korean uh, but uh, yeah it's just it's a lovely it's interesting it, it, it's simple enough to be a single but it's interesting enough to have a lot to sort of chew on it's great really really nice way to to sort of close out it doesn't quite close out the album there's one yeah. track after that but it second last song um it's really really nice so yeah i, I was i you know I, I thoroughly enjoyed this is a nice way to spend uh, yeah. half an hour no question yeah i'm a fan of it i'm a fan of the energy the vibes yeah it's kind of yeah. one of those ones where when i'm in it like it, it is quite like what they describe in the liner notes is like mm. it's quite like being in a bubble underwater yeah it's visually <laughs> quite quite, vis- quite nicely represented visually yeah. i think like the package is great, it's fucking lovely. Uh, but but then, when it's over, I do feel the bubble pop a little bit. I, you know, I've listened to it lots and lots and lots and lots, and there's still only moments and flashes and sort of bit, you know lines here and there that stay with me. But at the same time, I think I will go back to it. I, I you know I, I do actually really like it because it creates a vibe in the moment, and there's something to be said for that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this you get very absorbed into it, and it's hard to come out of. Yeah, like, like listening to it in full is what I do. Like, yeah, I don't really pick pick and choose the songs for the most part. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I and I suppose I, I kind of lean into a different aspect of of the vibe every time, so yeah. it kind of makes it sound a little bit different every time. Yeah, mouse and the keys are on this on this oh, record label as well. Interesting, so that makes sense. What about Fox Capture Plan? No, uh, no, Lightar, Prawn, oh, wow. Prawn, Ron. Prawn. Yeah. Oh wow, I love Prawn. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Very Toe, who are really good as well. Oh, Tricot. Tricot, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the world is a beautiful place. I'm not afraid to die. Yeah, ah. th- this label is one to look out for. Yeah, especially I mean, if you like enemies. Nah. Enemies were on it. Enemies, yep. amazing Irish mm-hmm. band. Uh, so they do all kind of things across the season and here and locally. Sorority Noise, another fantastic band, more in the yeah. sort of modern emo. And you blew it. You blew I it. I think I remember hearing them before. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I think I've. 
No, I'm thinking of direct hit. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, it's it's Underwater by um, uh, Elephant Jim. Excellent little record. Uh, my favorite song is, I think, I'm going to go with uh, Underwater, actually the title track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. It's got, boop, boop, yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's probably the most it feels it, typical you know? of that, that style, but it's got mm. some like nice spanners thrown into the works and those water drop effects that mm-hmm. do get you into the spirit of the album. It's good. Yeah, really, really good. kind of guitar and you get a sense of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Walk's my favorite. Walk, yeah, yeah. yeah Walk, the kind of, yeah, very, very nice. So yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. Eight. Eight, just an eight, yeah. Yeah, great eight. stuff. So that one, just um, for info, is has been out on Bandcamp for a while, but they've just signed to a new label or something. So um, there will be, the pre-order is up for... Uh, vinyls if you if you want to get that one yeah, you uh, can easily find this but not on spotify for the most part there's like five yeah. songs on spotify but they're around yeah. the place i think i think i think essentially top shelf are lining it up for a major label release um, that's cool so like, once that happens whenever it happens it will be available everywhere but for now you can find it if you want to just yes. buy it on Bandcamp. Um, it's there mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so that's elephant gym from taiwan okay uh last new release of the week and this is this is a genuine like just released album um it's called uh, is it ritual or rituals uh ritual ritual yes. by Oof. boom from wolfsburg in wolfsburg, germany yeah. yeah um so these guys have been around since 1989 yeah they they started very much industrial very much kind of like dance industrial mm. probably one guy in it i think maybe darrow or two two of the artists started it and just kind of yeah. did more of an industrial rave thing almost and 13 hours uh, 13 albums later i should say here we are yeah they like slowly yeah. got a band it's it's generally been like uh the vocalist and two guitarists oh yeah as like the members which is odd i always thought that was kind of odd to for so, yeah, two, so th- a lead guitarist and a rhythm guitarist. And the rhythm guitarist and also plays bass on the records. And yeah, the, I think is it the, the singer uh, programs the drums. Yes, or, yeah. or has in the past. I oh, think okay, they, sure. they've gotten more drummers than this. Yeah. Um, they have like, they have a live, they definitely have a live like touring unit. Oh, yeah. It's but they're like, not permanent it's like members six of the band. to seven members. Like, yeah. Like, um, they, they've done enough in their catalog with different genres to warrant that. Yeah. Um, and now they're here. Now they're here after all these years. Playing Neu Deutsche Harte. Yes, and this is probably the most Neu Deutsche Harte <laughs> they've, they've gone. Oh, is it? Interesting. Since the early days. It's been a good, like, like since 2005 or six since they've done solid Neu Deutsche Harte stuff. Right, 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 right. They've always changed it up and made it a little more poppier. Yeah. Gone more dancey at parts. Uh... Then gone to gothic rock, and now they're back in Noida Tahata with with better production for the most part. Mm. And the one thing love or hate about this kind of music is the production. Of this is solid, <laughs> super yeah, solid. Yeah, it does what it needs um, to do. Um, it's to, yeah. I mean, if you don't know what Noida Tahata is, I mean, it's Rammstein. Just gr- the, grinding guitars yeah. and. and very like prominent beats <laughs> on Wikipedia. It um, says the uh, they were one of the pioneers of the dance metal genre known as Noido Tahata, which I thought was interesting. It is, but yep. it, it, that's not a bad way to describe it. It's like four to the floor, just chugging along, mm. um, very brash, brazen, and relatively straightforward dance metal. Like that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Uh, with with but with only sprinklings of synthesizer on this one anyway. It's mostly just yeah, guitar. They definitely um, the I think I think the one of their albums was the the Fat Booty of Destiny. Wow. The the Vincent's Fat Booty, which is um, 
which is a fantastic album. Okay. Like, it has a very, like, tongue-in-cheek album cover. Oh, gotcha, Of them with, yes. like, inflatable guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess this is them taking it a bit more seriously. I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and it can't, like, there still can't be. That's, that's, that is John. Yeah, it's hard to know. It, it, like, it's a little bit like Poe's Law with these guys. Um, because you know that Rammstein are, aren't, that it's tongue-in-cheek, I, I think, uh, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, Rammstein, for the most part, half and half. Like, songs like... Like, they have heartfelt stuff, stuff, like... Yeah, they do, they you do, know. they do. Whereas, you know, this one, I, I can't tell because I'm not such they an do. adept they German do. speaker. It's half and half. Okay. Um, uh, but when you listen to it, you kind of go, there must be an Like, they, they, they'd have to be having fun with it because I don't think you could there. do it 100% yeah. seriously, especially not for 35 years. Or yeah, there's a bit more, like, political history speak in this as well. Yeah. Heritage and, and Germany still having a, an identity problem with Hitler, I think. Yeah. Um, and World War Two that that is very much still a thing. Like, right. Like as progressive as Germany is, sure. Still kind of self conscious about that whole thing. And I think uh, was it um, uh, there's one song in this album that kind of goes over that. I think from what I. Europa. Europa. Turfucking Hitler. Turfucking yes. Hitler. Or whatever. With yeah. all the with all the vowels taken out. For yep. Some reason. <laughs> Well, I think I think you Maybe. can't actually. You can't. There's some censorship Maybe. law about that makes sense in, in Germany about yeah. the word Hitler. But yeah, I mean, um, it's it, it basically if you kind of have an idea of the Neudeutsch sound, I don't think it deviates too much throughout the record. I think yeah, Europa no, no. is is one moment they stick, where they stick to one solid thing in this album at least. Yeah, yeah. To a fault at points. I, I unfortunately. Yes, but yeah. there are there are bright moments. I think Das Das Schwiegende Lemma has a really nice uh, chorus that does strive for something more. Like it's got a little bit more going on melodically than just you know Der Welt, Ich Bruder, Der Liebe. Oh yeah, there's, to- there's totally the, the monotone like like ancient roars and stuff. That's all kind of here. Yeah, but like when he springs out into his 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 kind of. Very theatrical baritone singing voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And still holds the growls, which is impressive. There's I, only. It's, um, it's not just on last Debutafrei, the the last the last song that has the a little bit of screaming. I think it's really it's, really well done. Sincere. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's, last Debutafrei, because I didn't notice it. It, it. It's quite. I find the vocals quite one note. Um, I they're similar to Till Lindemann, I think, in tone. No, but they're well, oh, a little, yeah. kind of. Um, I think I, Till's enough. Till's a lot more bassy. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I think Till has a different singing voice mm. in general. Uh, Maybe it's t- one of those. Till, Till's yeah. more old school with his singing voice, right? Um, th- this guy is a bit more like lounge singy in his in his singing voice in a way. He's yeah. got more of more of that, more musically inclined. I I like to think. Yeah. Um, and he has a lounge secondary band. Does he? That does covers and stuff, which is it's totally there. Um, I yeah. Feel, like I'll be frank. Uh. I've, be frank please the I'd say this is this is more missed than hit mm. but there are a lot of hits I could say every other song is really good you know it, it, it's yeah seen, like it, it absolutely seems to be that for me like that's interesting yeah I think I think um you know I'm definitely a fair weather friend of mm. this genre like you've brought Mutter by Rammstein to me and I like that a lot I think you brought uh, Liebes Fualada. Icebracker. Icebracker as well. And I like that album, Shock. Yeah. I think I, I'm definitely... I dip in and out. And I think this is possibly maybe too 
Neudra Jahada fans what may be like sworn to a great divide by Solwark is for melodic death metal fans insofar as oh, yeah. like a middle of the road stock and trade strong for what it is but yeah. probably will only appeal to fans of the genre is yeah. that fair to say yeah very very good production like i think i think that's the one thing that might mm. keep fans very interested in is in how head like yeah. balls to the wall it can be and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and that's a cool return because they haven't had that in their sound for a fair bit it's been yeah. quite a while since they went totally like we're still quite a metal band if you oh, want to be yeah this is the, um, like this is the kind of thing that I can I don't know what, like I, I don't know what their previous work is like but this is definitely sounds like I'll give you a sample in a bit yeah you but, should please yeah. do but this definitely sounds like main stage like Bloodstock Hellfest like that's where it lives mm. D- maybe like downloaded a push yeah you know it, it, yeah I kind of think that it, I don't know if this is damning with faint praise but like this is kind of could be like a Sabaton crowd like these guys uh, could play like I like it more than Sa- same... I definitely like it more than Sabaton. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay, um, this definitely has a bit more personality than Sabaton. I think yeah. Sabaton are a bit more of a joke. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, but that's just my not take. Saying they're a joke, I mean, but I just think this yeah, this is this is very okay. much like denim jacket metal to me. Uh, no, for better or worse. No, I, I okay. think this is a little little more than that. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. And there's bits I and then, and there are moments that I quite like, but I think generally speaking, I think, it, I think it denim jacket. I think I think. More so BDSM or something like that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's it's closer to that weird sweaty that underground club where everybody's got like mm. eye mascara and chokers yeah. and yeah. I think you're getting your genres mixed up. Maybe I am. Uh, Noida Jahat is definitely that like the industrial dance era oh, yeah. or, or, or originators. Well, there's <laughs> like, only in I think really uh, the only moment that is a real nod to that like sweaty techno club like Berlin 1997 is probably Inamin Das Vatas that has like a techno beat to Inamin it Inamin uh, yeah. the, the reworking of uh, Terror Fucking Hitler see uh, I, yeah didn't check out the bonus tracks um, well, that that's was a little d- dancier is it that was just on the standard standard album for me when I was getting oh. through it and that was interesting because Lord of the Lost did remix and okay. they're my favourite one from last year Okay, I prefer their their ventures more oh but, okay, um, yeah, yeah. it's been a while since I've enjoyed these guys yeah um I'll definitely show you the, the, the Fat Booty of Fate because that album for me is incredible. <laughs> like, for a long while, for like yeah. eight songs, it's it's totally, like, melodically yeah. inclined and more, more like, heavy rocking. Yeah. But it has, like, a, a pendulum kind of elect- electronic element under it. Cool. Under it. Pretty video gamey synths. Yeah. I'm, I, I'd be honest, I'm, I miss that a bit. Yeah. It's kind of a catch twenty two if you want to return back to typical Noido Tahara form, because then you miss the, some of the bells and whistles. Yeah, and they have bits. There's yeah. some synth in this. Like, yeah, I, I think I, I like what quite was a the bit. song. It's one of the. It's like the third song. I think, I think. it was um, Tomakinda has has some nice synths, and especially in the chorus, real kind of sine wave type synths. But yeah, I agree. I I think really like it does come down to for me. It's like it is the strength of the songwriting and I do think at points it sounds like they might be relying on old like habits maybe a, a little, little bit, bit. A little bit. I, and I, I'm sure they have more to give like it, when when, an, when a band reaches their 13th album yeah. the 13th album is rarely the best I, I don't know if they're, I don't know if their writing has been gotten a little stale because there's some songs that are totally on fire yeah on this album like like on 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 unarguably on, on fire <laughs> like <laughs> like kind Lee, kind Lieb's lead um, not I, a love song that's like the third mm, song yeah I think I do think I remember that one Aktung yeah. Aktung has a cool riff to it as well that it's yeah. real kind of 
chromatic. Yeah, it's all right. The chorus kind of passes me a bit. Yeah. It's important because the albums before I've had really strong choruses. Yeah. Um, this, a little less so. Yeah. But, but you know, as I said, half so and basically, half, half and half. I, you know, what's the essential oomph album if it's not Ritual, which it, let's probably, we can probably agree it's not. Uh, it's probably some of the stuff that's not on Spotify, sadly. Oh, okay. Um, tr- so oh, maybe some of the, the early noughties, like late 90s kind of stuff? Yeah, I'll try and see here. I mean... Because these guys are around, like, these guys are around six years longer than Rammstein. Yeah. I, I think Monster is good. Gravity uh, yeah. to Todd. Uh, Truth or Dare okay. uh, was the English version they did of 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 monster right which is interesting that is interesting it is because you expect these <laughs> bands to just sing in yeah. deutsch constantly. oh he's got an incredible english uh proficiency okay like, like his better better kind of like delivery in english than most english speakers i know all right so the go figure yeah um, <laughs> and he's a very intelligent guy yeah um one of one of germany's best i think Gero. yeah and uh, the unfortunately named andreas crap Oh yeah, he plays guitar. Yeah, with a K, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, it's actually a C, believe it or oh, not. Oh wow! But, uh, yeah, okay. it's kind of unfortunate, but uh, it is his name. Yes. And, uh, and Robert and Robert Flux. That has to be his stage name. Robert Flux. 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 Maybe. 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 Um. Yeah. So okay. I'll give my ratings. Give your ratings, um, please. Seven. Hmm. Hmm. And favorite song? A little disappointing that I had to give it a seven. Yep. I was expecting what the singles had to give. Yeah. Um. And I got a bit, as I said, half and half. Half, half really good, half serviceable. Yeah, and favorite song? Uh, favorite song is uh oh Jesus, let me go, let me go back again. Uh, I forgot the song names. I think uh, uh, last last of Yeah, that's a good one. Last of I'm gonna take uh, Das Schweigende Lemma and which I just love the chorus on that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, mm. you probably saw this coming. I'm gonna give it a five. I like I do I wanted to like give it, it but six. I can't oh, give it a six. I'm sorry. I didn't like it as much as I liked it. Um but a half and half I'd imagine. Half and, it was it was half and half for me. It was half and half. But I but that that, that an being said five. It was an it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honest five, yeah. but at the same yes. time, you know, I I don't I'm not ready to write off oomph. It's just I think no. this one might be um might not have been the best place to to start, but I but I but Maybe. I do I do want to yeah. check out some more stuff. As I so. said, I was I was hoping to do open to do um the, uh, an older an older a retrospective before this happened oh, but sure. it, I didn't know it was coming this soon yeah um, but hey, hey yeah. but no hey you know it's a, a, that's a ritual by oomph yeah. O-O-M-P-H great, uh, great return to form in that genre yeah you know oh hey like if, if, all, if right. all you want is just garden see that's the thing is it's not my I would I'm harder to please because it's not my usual thing yeah, but uh, if you if you just want like balls to the wall Neu Deutsche played in the uh, common or traditional style then mm. you rituals the album for you fucking lovely yeah <laughs> if, if you want the fans opinion yeah like alrighty yeah so uh, that was our last new release so uh-huh. we're gonna hop into our time machine we're gonna punch in 1996 yeah. and take a listen to October Rust yes. by the Drab Four, yes. typo negative. Formerly known. Yeah. yeah. Um. So unfortunately, typo negative are no longer with us. No, no, no. Uh, Peter uh, Steele is no longer with us. He, he did. It was an unfortunate death. Yeah. Don't need to really get into that too much. No, not at all. It was, but it was sudden. It was. It was. I think it was a heart attack. I believe. It was a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it, I suppose yeah. it's important context. As to why there were no more uh, yeah. type of negative albums, but this yeah. is probably 
is probably their mechanical animals as far as like it came four albums in it's arguably their their yes. sort of most successful poppiest yeah. album the ultimate combination of artistic prowess and commercial success <laughs> oh is that you, oh that's yeah, american that's, psycho that's right? a reference to yeah. american psycho that's what i think of when i think of yeah but it is it's totally true it's it's when they totally came into their own yeah um it, it, it was less a pastiche of cheesy bleakness mm. Uh, most of their albums can fall under that. Um, See, this is the thing. I My only previous okay. uh, contact with Typo Negative was My Girlfriend's Girlfriend, which, which is on this. So. Which is on this yes. album. So I, actually, I don't know any of their other music at all. Yes. But from what I understand, it, it's it's quite a bit heavier as, as, in general. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, there's definitely Doom. It's mm. definitely an unapologetic Doom album. But there are swirls of so much more. Yeah. Like, like um, I don't even know where to start. I guess I could start from the start. <laughs> start from the start, please. Um, this does not start like your typical album. Well, no, it starts in with the a mod- joke. In the modern age, um, this is definitely just them going like, we were fucking, we got high for like months working on this, so enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I wish more bands did that <laughs> these days. Because it, it starts with a, it starts with a, the sound of a jack that's not fully plugged in to yeah. make you think your stereo's broken. Yeah. And then the band all get together around a mic and go, hey, we're uh, type of negative. We hope you enjoy our new yeah. album. Once again, the <laughs> Chung and Cheek is still there. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Pete Steele is a hilarious, hilarious guy. Mm. Um, yeah, he's def- definitely like just as much a comedian as he is a really good uh, musician. Yeah. And he's the bassist, of course. He is the bassist, yes. Um, I know he produced yes. it alongside uh, Josh Silver, the keyboardist, who yeah. I think, and also the, the guy who programs the drums. Just quickly, I think I haven't quite been able to piece this together from my research, but I, my understanding is that uh, Johnny Kelly recorded all of the drums individually, like all of the drum, uh, like the snare and the toms and the hi-hats, and then they were put together artificially by the keyboard player. Yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think there was a few actual drummers on this as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, thanks to the, I guess, the, I don't know if, it's, if he was a new addition to Keyboardist. Mm. I'm not, but, no, no, he was there from day one, I think. Yeah, but in this album, the production has finally gotten a, a very sweet balance between yeah. everything. But that's probably his influence more so just because yeah. he's less inclined to emphasize the guitars, which means that on a lot of these tracks, it's not just... I think I would be less inclined to enjoy it, to be honest with you, um, if it was just the chugging, you know, that 90s, yeah. very phasery type uh, guitars, yeah. because there's so much more. There's often yeah. acoustic guitar, there's often loads of keyboard, synthesizer, yeah. and, but, and piano, yeah. everything. Yeah, like the chorus, or uh, sorry, um the keyboards add to it this kind of um uh simple minds yeah uh the cure at their darkest the cure for sure um to be honest with you um a big touchstone for a lot of this stuff uh was u2 yeah yeah especially on uh, be my druidess yeah i i know that might not be what people want to hear but i i really hear like a lot of the edges tone and that and and the drumming as well yeah. very a, a, a lot of people a lot of people have said um Beatles meets Black Sabbath musical sensibility as yeah, well yeah Pink, like, Pink, like Pink Floyd and Genesis when it, when it gets well. really psychedelic which it can which it, it, it does. totally can which yeah. it does too mm-hmm. this is not what I think of when people say think of doom metal like yeah. this just isn't it it's a 
It's interesting. The, like, I'd say that the, the chugs are probably the the one nod to metal on this whole album. It's very, you say like you say psychedelic. It's poppy. Dreamy. It is almost a to especially on that track. Um, uh, Burn flowers fall, and there's almost like a like a Madchester sort of Stone Roses mm-hmm. Primal Scream vibe to it. Yeah. So and, um, of course, Cinnamon Girl is Neil Young cover. Neil Young go, cover. Go figure. Great, great <laughs> Entirely cover. Entirely brought out of its world into something else. Great cover of a great song. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, the, the the elements of this album that are sort of quote unquote like metal or goth or doom metal or whatever are the chugs the like the, the sort of distorted guitars which are very chorusy and somehow both sound very much of their time but also kind of timeless yeah. and then also pete Steele's voice He's yes got that and, uh, booming baritone voice booming and 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 totally like uh vocally uh un unrepeatable in in the world yeah. like i've seen so many bands try to do typo negative covers and yeah. fail yeah because the voice the yeah. voice absolutely brings it together a lot like <laughs> people doing trying to do the cure covers just sound like guys Idiots. doing a karaoke thing yeah it's, it's, I, I, it's yeah. absolutely the character i never realized the legacy of pizza i suppose i, I kind it's, of it's, I, it's yeah. a lot like blemmy's legacy i think yeah and there's something that i didn't realize was a a nod to typo negative but a lot of early in flames before anders kind of started singing he would he would do this uh, kind of thing. He would just cro- do a croaky verse where he's not really saying, but, but Pete Steele does that on this album a lot. So he it's does. obviously, that was the touchstone. Yeah. You know, just, you know that, uh, I'd do anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So His yeah. delivery's great. It, you know, it's, it's great. Okay, can you clear something uh, up for me? Uh-huh. Is he just, what's the deal with his accent? He's from New York. I. He's such a New Yorker. Would have. You hear him at the start. Sworn up and down to my grave <laughs> that they were a German band I swear to God yeah. like that's if you I would have I would have bet anything they're, they're, they're from Brooklyn yeah he, that, he's he's such a New Yorker but I'm he, not sure if you've seen any interviews <laughs> I, I, I've heard him talk okay yeah, yeah but he sings he's like I'm gonna you've leave with the cinnamon yeah. girl he does we, like a weird we, accent yeah it's goth I could be happy <laughs> it's, it's the totally, rest of my yeah, life it's totally a goth thing to do you know <laughs> he just he sounds European. It's so weird yeah. when but, he sings. But that's when he keeps in that kind of realm. Um, you can definitely hear it coming out. Do you think it's points. a thing where he's like trying to be a vampire? So he's doing he like a Boris Karloff. a vampire. Yeah, yeah. He is absolutely. He's. Have you seen him? Yeah. He is a towering inferno of a teddy bear of a man. He's a tall. With, with a bass. Dude. Like with a chain as a guitar strap. It. Yeah, I just neon found that, green strings. Oh my god, I just he, found he's that living. Amusing. Yeah, he that, is yeah. absolutely the real deal. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I don't doubt oh, it. Like, like, I tell you, yeah. I, I definitely owe somebody a coke because I was sure they were German, but yeah. they're not. They're totally. They're they're New, New Yorkers. Yeah, um, and it's it's interesting. Like his his vocals on this or his lyrics on this are yeah. are definitely different from most um um more nihilistic um uh tinged lyrics in the other album oh really okay other albums this this is definitely more of a personal album yeah but love and loss um like like dealing with unrequited love and sure stuff like that and polyamorous relationships yes <laughs> um but then there's like songs i think it's one of the songs near the end which is about uh him losing his dad oh wow uh, it was what was um is that uh, december red or what is it called oh again? well uh, red water is it red water yeah did his dad die on Christmas Day or something? Um, no, no. It's just about uh, the feelings you would have 
oh getting through the winter season oh sure like yeah that makes sense like if anybody's lost somebody and has had to go through the winter seasons yeah every year like that's the songs about that because that's yeah because the lyrics are all sort of christmas mm. themed but obviously like goth christmas yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and they've never performed it live because it's so hard to play live yeah yeah that that that, that sounds great actually because it's it's probably the doomiest track it's it's got you know the songs are for the most part unless they're sort of skits are generally speaking like six to seven minutes long but it's you know because they're the tempo is so much slower yeah and but i love that one because it really justifies being slow because the the guitar line is so memorable yeah um and uh it's great and, and the middle of that actually has a, a weird doomy reference to carol of the bells you hear that it's good um it's yeah good. definitely has like bits of danzig in there as well yeah um yeah i think danzig was a huge influence as well oh, to this band. almost certainly yeah yeah, yeah. misfits the cinnamon girl cover funnily enough actually i almost thought it was a follow the leader era corn song until yeah, they actually nick at that mm-hmm. it really sounds like it's it's going to be one of those ones that has you know ice cube on it or something but then obviously they come in with the, the neil young melody and yeah. it, it changes but yeah like i when i go into these quote-unquote sort of classic metal albums i'm usually bitterly disappointed because they don't they sound woefully out of date and i'm almost used to the like high thc modern stuff yeah. that is that sounds great and, and contains all of the influences without any of the maybe negative points but actually this is a total exception to that really enjoyed this it, it's got lots of stuff that i didn't expect it's beautiful yeah and, and like, it sounds timeless lush yeah dreamy like you'd yeah. never imagine a doom metal band sounding yeah it's so you're right yeah like love so you to death um there's a turn in that song mm. oh, where i'll do anything yeah. Uh, that, that stuff. I'll do what it is. Well, I mean, yeah. like when it really just goes up and yeah. then the song explodes back. That's beautiful. Like the chords. Are you talking about the modulate? The keyboards come yeah. in and yeah. it's it really changes oh, it's the atmosphere. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. I think. Um, Love you to death. Sorry, I'm thinking of Be My Druidess, but uh, but yeah, you're you're right. Love you yeah. to death. Be My Druidess goes back to like the mm. absolute '90s kind of yeah um, anthem feel, yeah, in the metal kind of thing. That's right. Um, but yeah, they just <laughs> they, they they do a lot here, and there's a lot of uh, weirdly um, either failure inspired or or stuff that might have inspired failure in terms of the guitar work and the solos and things like that um, on love you to death specifically and yeah. uh, and be my druidess um that i would never ever have expected to hear here but there's lots of that i never expected to hear so it's 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 great what do you think of the um the effects like like synth synth wise or bass the bass yeah well, like the, yeah the bass tone the, is the, great the chorus tone oh it's mm. it's as i said i haven't heard that done to this yeah done like it could could be it could be, um, it could have been a train wreck. Oh, yeah. You know, it could have been, like, absolutely hard to listen to in this time period. Mm. Like, currently. Yeah, it's funny, actually, but considering this, yeah, considering how laden with keyboard and synth and lots of experimental effects, like, in the bass, and also the fact that the drums appear to be at least somewhat programmed throughout, it could be a total car crash. But It's not cluttered. 1996 is just the precipice of where they could have done that and got away with it, and they definitely get away with it here. Yeah, the digitized kind of feel. Yeah, like oh. Wolf Moon has a really great 
almost sort of John Carpenter horror movie type uh, keyboard line to, to it. Touchstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and also that's that's probably the most sort of plugged in heavy track. But you know, it really works. And then and then um, on Haunted, yeah, I can really hear the the influence that they must have had on God is an Astronaut okay. on that because mm-hmm. the piano is almost ripped directly from the sort of typical God is an Astronaut piano tone. So it was really interesting hearing touch points that obviously bands that I love mm. must really love this record. Yeah, everybody loves this. Yeah. This band is superb to this day. Yeah. And just recently, they the other members having like a meet and greet for fans, oh, okay. like the surviving members, and like they're redoing the, vi- the vinyls and stuff oh, are coming out, yeah. which is superb man superb <laughs> dynamite <excited>. yeah because <laughs> yeah because john and, and i think one of the other guys are in a band together still right a different band yeah yeah they're pretty good pretty good oh, cool. yeah not too yeah. bad yeah um but i want i'm definitely gonna go what would you say bloody kisses that be the next one or oh, you can go for anything like anything they're all life good. is killing me has has mm. a lot of like really poppy three minute songs as well so if you want like yeah uh i don't want to be me is is like three minutes if you want to hear like them, yeah. their most catchy pop Gotcha. I just think my girlfriend's girlfriend has to be there. Mo- like that, that, that line sounds like it could be r- straight out of a, like a sixties single, you know, like a, yeah. like a number one single mm-hmm. from the sixties. Oh, it's totally Danzig. Dude, yeah. if you've ever grown up with Danzig, which I have, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's totally, I mean, totally once, that. once the vocal twist, twist of Cain kind of, yeah. Sleazy well, I, I goth. hear like maybe more uh, the Stranglers or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like, but but yeah, it's 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 mad. But then once once Peter Steele starts singing, it's immediately the ready. doors, re- re- the doors. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. the doors exactly. Um, but yeah, it, then it becomes uniquely typo yeah. negative for better or for worse. I think that's the one thing that would turn somebody off. But it's probably by the same token the thing that would yeah make it more interesting for someone no, like I, you or me. I I. I could show a lot of these songs to non-metal lovers and they would love them, I'm yeah. sure. Like, it's... it's A lot of it is for everybody, you know? Yeah. A, lot of it, a lot of it has been on mainstream radios flat out. Yeah. Um, which is super cool. Yeah, it's great. To this um, day. But again, like... My girlfriend's girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, really? Brooklyn? But yeah. anyway. <laughs> that's just me. But yeah, no, excellent. Yeah. Um, excellent record I'm glad I never would have touched to be honest with you if you hadn't yeah. brought it to the show so good call yeah I wish I wish I wish this band was still an entity in some universe I really do if there's any band in the universe yeah I want back it would be these guys really mm-hmm. yeah because well, I was I was a huge fan in 2010 that's what I yeah that's, that's so the I, thing I was that, yeah. very much aware even though they were already sort of a legacy band at that point they, I really, got the they, sense really, they, they were, released an album the year before which yeah. is amazing they were still um, like very much a going concern when he yeah. died. It wasn't like it was. They were like a throwback at that point. They weren't. They, they were still progressing. Yeah, still going. Like I think the last album had Rasputin on the cover. It was interesting. Right, I saw that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Sadly, not on Spotify. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, that sucks. But Some rights everything issue, else probably. Is, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure you can find it on iTunes or wherever. Yeah, and freaking buy the vinyls because these albums are going to be untouchable on vinyls. Yeah. Yeah, definitely isn't cool. showing its age, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I loved it. My my favorite song probably be my Druidess. I would say absolutely yeah. adore that song. And uh, I think it has all the elements of the album that are great in y- one song. Yeah, uh, love you to death for me. Yeah, because it it just changed my uh, um it, it just changed my view of how mm. this music can be done. It does not all need to be brute, like hopeless and 
No. Like, like a lot of it is, though. A lot, like the a way lot, a lot of, of doom yeah. metal is. Yeah. Um, like the way the cure for pure goth is yeah. at times very, very upbeat. Like this is also, yeah. you know, quite wistful and, and quite positive. Yeah. Even though it's still mm-hmm. goth and There's doom. a great message. <laughs> he has a great message behind this stuff, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really powerful stuff. October Rust. <laughs> and oh my God, the bass. Um, yeah. Top three bassists for me in terms of sound. Yeah. Like it's just a motor engine starting up. Great. Especially be my druidist. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. I could go on for hours. It's real nice. Yeah. It's real nice. Okay. And uh, that was October Rust by Type O Negative. Uh, very pleasant surprise. Yeah. So we will be back in two weeks with more album reviews and retrospective looks at older albums. Um, you can catch us in the meantime on our Spotify playlist or you can listen to the show on Spotify and we're also on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and in the meantime we will see you on the other side the flying side see you there bye bye